This is session seven of the Marriage and Family and High Value of the Work course. Please ensure you have your notes and a pen ready as we now continue. So if I'm not faithful to my spouse, this fruit is not going to be evident in my faithfulness to my spouse, which means I'm going to compromise my church. Yeah. Is what he's saying. But that's the good faithfulness is. Which keeps me above reproach. So sometimes it's possible. Wonder why the people who are coming and approaching me in a negative way. Because I'm not above reproach. I saw my wife down the road. I saw my children down the road. My goodness gracious me. How can I do such a thing? So he says, above reproach is to be faithful to his own wife. What will that translate to? You will be temperate to your wife. We teach that be temperate to the sheep. No, no, no. Your first sheep is your wife. You're not temperate to your wife and you're temperate to the sheep. You're wearing a mask. Wearing a little hypocrite. Okay? Faithful to his wife. What does that mean? That's the fruit. So if I'm faithful to my wife, this fruit will happen by itself. You don't try and be temperate. Try and be patient. That's the fruit of putting things in the right order. You come into the right order, the fruit happens. The doing follows. And so you don't pray for patience, you don't try and be patient. It's the fruit of being faithful. Becomes the fruit. Don't try and be patient, you're going to be very frustrated. (laughs) You're going to be headed. So faithful to his wife, if you're faithful to your wife, what will happen? You'll be a temperate individual. You will be self controlled. You will be respectable. You will be hospitable. I can't be hospitable to my own spouse. I'm going to be hospitable to the people that come a day when I'm inhospitable to the people, I'll be frustrated there. Because I'm not self-controlled with my spouse. That's going to eventually show its head. I can only push it down so far. It'll bring me back. It'll bring me back. Must be able to teach. So I'm not able to teach my own wife by the washing of the word of God, which really means by setting the first example. What is it? Leadership. Not bossing people around, it's setting the first example. That's what leadership is. Yes. People follow your example. Yeah. It's not I'm the leader. When you are uh, that, that, that. No, 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 don't do that. That's not a leader, that's a dictator. A leader is one, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, he says, Follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. I've shared this with my wife before, I said, Sweetie. You do not follow me if it doesn't represent following Christ. Because I'm leading you astray. But if it's Christ yeah. and you're following me, who are you following? Yeah. Following Christ in and through me. Yeah. So don't follow me in and of myself. Follow me as I follow Christ. If you're following Christ in me, which will be his word, then you're following him to a good place. Yeah. At that place, be my helper. Yeah. Be my support. Be my cheerleader. Be the one that gives me respect. Respect means respect my role as being the first example and honor it and get behind it. Amen. So what desires respect? If we get there in Ephesians 5, we'll teach on that. So then he says, not even to drunkenness. Now there's two ways to teach that. It means outside of a sober mind. So if you are not self-controlled, etc., you're drunk. <laughs> drunk means you're disorientated. You know, then you're patient today and then you're beating the dog the next day and then you're kicking the cat the next day and you're shouting and cursing at the wife the next day. 
Therefore, he is Dhammi Dram, the single mind, the orienter. We also teach this about because there was some infiltration of legalism in the Old Covenant. And the Bible said, don't be drunk on the wine. It's actually talking about the Old Covenant, which leads to debauchery. Yeah. It talks about drinking on the new wine. That's actually what that's talking about. Not just the puza puza. It's that too. But it's something deeper than that. So he says, not getting to drunkenness. In other words, you're single-minded. I'm faithful to you. I'm faithful to you. I'm faithful to you. Not I'm faithful to you. Not faithful to you. I'm faithful to the church. Not faithful. No. There's no drunkenness. No person is drunk. They do good, they're bad. They do ugly, they do nice. It's confusion. Yeah. Drunk person is very confused. So it says, not given to drunkenness, not violent. Yeah. Your yeah. men. This is going to be strong. Yeah. You are not violent to your wife. Not just physically, verbally as well. And if you're passing a church, ah, no, 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 no. You lose your marriage and family, you will lose your church. Yeah. You will lose your church, my friends. But if you keep your marriage and family, even if you lose the church, yeah. you will still part the church to be successful. Amen. Amen. This is not violent, but gentle. That's what we call gentlemen. People think gentleness is weakness. It's not a strength. It's strength under control. That's what James means. Strength under control. I know when to portion strength. Yeah. Jesus comes and he turns the tables over. But then anyway, that strength is under control. He was moved in the heart of compassion. So I want to be like Jesus. And by the way, I'm quite a provider man. You put a wall in front of me, I'll run through it. I'm like, I put a big skin in my hand and I'll take it and play some rugby and the springboks and choose me. I'm fine for it. You get me the trenches, I'll bleed. But there's a time when Jesus was compassionate. He threw the tables over, but he was compassionate. He knew when to be under control and when to exercise. And it's hardly ever the time, if ever the time, that I'm not gentle to my spouse. If I hurt, I want to grow in that area. I want to be gentle. Part of gentleness is I'm considerate of the other. It's part of what gentleness means. So not quarrelsome. <laughs> With your wife. This is what translates with the church. He's addressing being faithful to your wife. Not quarrelsome. Not a lover of money. It's fine to have money, but don't love the thing. Because yeah. the thing you love is the thing you serve. Love your wife and you'll serve her. Love your husband and you will serve him. Yeah. Love the church, you won't love your wife. If they love the church is first. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, you must love the church. But to love the church is the extension of the love of your spouse. Yeah. Otherwise it's fickle, it's wearing a mask. Hypocrite means wearing a mask. I come to the church, hey, man, people the man of God. <laughs> God, where not? No, man. Put the mask away. And first address it over here so you don't have to wear the mask when you go out. People want people who are real. When I say real, I don't mean in a carnal way. And they must say the word genuine. You're the genuine product. What's happening behind the pulpit is what's happening at home. I remember there was a story about a pastor who preached a message and at the end of the service his wife put a man and said, who are you? Mm-hmm. I'd like to marry this man who's preaching in the church. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? I don't know you. Yeah. No, he comes at home first. <laughs> he comes at home 
We are behind the book, must be who you behind the time. So first faithful to your own wife. Then he says this. You must manage, not ah, manage means this, gentle. Manage. It's not micromanagement. It's macromanagement. It's just there's a management, there's a steer. It's not a heavy issue, it's easy as burden as life. It's not a heavy You must manage your own household well. So this is what Timothy's having problems in the church now. The numbers, they're walking out the doors. The 50,000, 40,000, 35,000, 31,000, 26,000, hey, and a humble, they're out the door. And Paul is saying, Timothy, yes, you're wrong. You're over here. Bring the church back over here. You evangelize. You're saving souls. You'll find a lot of the souls you evangelize to save here, you lose because you lost something over here. That freak in the church, you'll know two, three weeks later, they're around it. Because they're not coming into a law first institution environment. Yeah. And so they leave as soon as they come. So it says he must be able to manage his own house. Most of those who use the word be there. He must be able to manage his, his family well and see that his children obey him. You know what that's not saying? It's not saying, hey, you obey me. See me and you'll bear witness that there will be a vein. Obedience is never false. Again, if we get to scripture, it talks about the children. That they must honor and respect us as unto the Lord. So we want children, we say, hey, you must honor me, you must obey me. The Bible says so. No, the Bible doesn't say so. The Bible says as unto the Lord. You honor and you obey me as unto the Lord. I don't tell you you must have done. So he says you must see. In other words, you must witness. This must be the fruit is what he's saying. Yeah. So when you are honorable to your wife first, yeah. you will witness, you will see. The fruit will be that your children honor and obey you. Mm. You can't tell someone to honor and obey you. It's a hot overflow. Mm-hmm. So when you set that first example, faithful to your wife, or if you're uh, a, a lady pastor, faithful to your husband. The same applies. He says he must manage his own family well and see, in other words, you will see the fruit yeah. that his children obey him, which means his example as above towards his wife. He must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. So actually what we should do is order the church and say, all right, I want to sit down with you, Mr. Pastor, or Mrs. Pastor, and your spouse. That's really what he's saying. You're releasing elders and pastors. You're not functioning in this. And now the church it's falling apart. Yeah. So in a sense, you want to order it. If you're bossing a church and you've got three or four or five elders on your team, you must be sitting with the husband and wife. How do you know about How's your marriage now? How do you do? Yeah. Let's make sure. Because God works through you first. Yeah. Let's make sure we put that in front. If you're running a business, come and sit here. Uh, God's have endorsed me to turn into the business sector. Uh, might do one very, very shortly. They've got about 200 members of staff, and I'm going to teach them these things. Amen. Thank God the man is Christian, he's open to me sharing. Because I know why, when you walk into any company, any household, any environment, when you know God's word, you can help people by putting a finger on what the situation is very good. The word of God makes you wise. Amen. It makes you very smart. The word of God will make you look good. Yeah. You go in there, you can just observe, you can discern by the word of God, not this. Funny discernment that you hear in the ranks of church. See <laughs> this demon sitting over these people. <laughs> Did you see that in the Bible? 
See that his children must obey him. And that was the fruit. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. Anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's churches? Amen. What he's saying is he can't. He's disqualified himself. Better he resigns. Is what he's saying. That's what he's saying. So often the man is out there. I did this for a while when we planted that church. Man, I love people with a heart for people. You could demand my time for me very easily. I really care for people. And that will never change. But sometimes I was compromising my marriage and my children. And I thank God he pulled that back quickly now. And he's taught me that that thing is most important. And the widow body of Christ, and especially the church, as Paul is addressing Timothy, we must sink our teeth into these truths. And he says it must not be a recent convert. We ordained people into the ministry far too quickly. Told you about my son in the car. Yeah. The Bible said you become a partaker of their sins. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's coming back to affect your church. Mm-hmm. Don't in a hurry. Jesus knew that. Mark chapter 3 says he called the disciples to be, not do, to be with him. That he may send them out, and we send them out two and a half years later, and only three we hear about a lot. The other nine we don't hear too much. One of the nine we don't hear of at all, his name is Judas. Yeah. We ordain Judas sometimes. <laughs> when you ordain too quickly, you're in pride, and you're ordaining pride, and pride comes before a fall. Yeah. Don't be hasty in that. You're going to get married? Don't be hasty in getting married. Wait your time. Some people get married, let's say, at 19 and they're on the rocks at 24. Some get married at 35. Wonderful marriage. If they've gone to the Word of God. It's not age-related. Mm. It's Word mature-related. It gives a solid marriage. Mm. So it says, he must, pardon me, yes, he must not be a recent comment. We may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. A lot of people say their time doesn't enough. You must also have a good reputation with outsiders in respect of marriage. This is all in the context of marriage. Yeah. So a good reputation outside his head, that man got a good marriage. He's faithful to his wife. He's faithful to his children. He's managing his own household wealth. It's a reputation that will go out and people will notice it. Amen. You'll see, I observe things, I don't judge things in a negative sense. I observe ministries that are really doing well. This is in place. You won't find any exception. I look at businesses that are doing well sustainably. Well in the broad sense of what well means, this is in place. And the good thing when this is in place, what happens from there? They all went to heaven. The spouse and your children are going to heaven. Praise you the Lord. They must manage his own household well, send that his children are praying. His example, he must not, probably in a manner with respect. And then he must not be a recent convert, good reputation with outsiders, and then he says in the same way demons. Okay, slightly different. Slightly different. A level of maturity, not quite where the past is, but even with demons. He's cautioning demons in the same way, as he says this about a demon. Deacons want to serve the church, he must be full of the Holy Spirit. At that point, Deacons is not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay, look at Stephen and Philip who were baptized in the Holy Spirit. It says, in the same way, Deacons are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, and not pursuing dishonest gain. You must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. 
They must first be tested. So what you do is you give opportunity passes. You don't say from the day I ordain you, you function as a dean. From the day I ordain you, you function as a pastor. Like I said earlier, you must find a wife. You must find a pastor. They're already doing it. You just recognize it. Ordination is recognition of a current function over a long period of time. That's what ordination is. I just recognize it. And so you, you don't ordain hastily. There must be tests. In other words, you must observe. Because tests will come. When the test comes, it's like the toothpaste. What's inside comes out. Whoa, I'm not ready yet. You're doing that person a favor and the church a favor. Because if they're going to now minister to the people, and when the tube gets squeezed, what's in is going to come out, they're going to hurt the people. You want people to counsel with wisdom, and wisdom is God's word. And then he says they must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith of the clear conscience. They must first be tested. And then if there's nothing against them, otherwise they're living this thing, let them serve as deacons. So even as deacons, there is a requirement that this thing is evident in their lives. Then in the same way, the women are to be worthy of respect, not malicious talkers. Are we listening here, ladies? In the same way, the women must be worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. None. <coughs> That's saying two things. I feel I need to just camp on this point. It's saying a woman in relation to giving respect to their husband who is setting the good example. 